everybody, you are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Four musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. I'm Jacobs. It's Shalani Carter. Andre Dowdy. It's your boy, Fax Mercury. Thanks for tuning in. As always, today we are going to be jumping in to the new Tony Allen record. There is no end. Andre, talk to him. As a casual listener, what I really enjoy about Tony Allen's particular uh, rhythmic pocket is that it always sounds like a conversation. That conversation plays out particularly on this posthumous release, There Is No End, from the late Tony Allen, which features a variety of newer artists that meet Allen right where he wants them. Over the course of 14 tracks, Allen engages with these collaborators uh, with some exciting experimentation to create a cohesive send-off for the Afrobeat drummer. Just a note right up at the top, I think we were talking about this right when we started, This is a particularly darker sounding album than I anticipated. Um, I've listened to like one or two recent Tony Allen projects and they obviously the rhythm aside, just the general sound overall is a little bit more celebratory and a little bit more fun, quote unquote. Um, But this one seems I don't know. There's like a like a brooding element to this whole album, especially on the front half. And a lot of the sounds or at least a lot of the experimentation that comes into play seems to come in just like either uh, uh, including like an an electronic drum kit of some sort or playing with these like darker textures. And I know that all of the uh, tracks were produced by Tony Allen um, and another producer whose name escapes me, but it's like an electronic producer that uh, Allen worked with for the album. You're talking about Vincent... um, uh, Terrell? Yeah, is it yeah. Terrell? Was, is that his name? Um, uh, I know there's the, both both are Vincents that worked with him. Was it it's yeah. Vincent Terrell? Yeah. And Vincent then... Terrell and Vincent Tager. Right. I think Tager. So the Dre, one do you think that's on. like a like a reflection of the times? Especially since it's like the different features on it. They're probably if this was made in the past year, year and a half, I could see the subject matter being a little bit more darker in tone. Yeah, yeah. I think I think just the nature of things. Uh, I think a lot of the because I'm not the fam- artists- I'm not super familiar with like his past. Like I did like a little bit of like reading up on him. I know he's like he was uh, the drummer and like a, like the music director for a Fela Cootie's band. Uh, yeah. Pretty much the co-creator of Afrobeat. You know what I mean? So like I yeah. I understand his importance. I was just never really like super familiar with him. So you were saying like compared to his like earlier albums or the most recent. Yeah. I just think, you know what it is, and, and, and it's not even that deep, at least for me, Jelani, but like mm. when I casually think of like Afrobeat and the Fela Kuti, it's, it's you know, a lot of the, the, the music has this political undercurrent to it, right? It's kind of yeah, all yeah, based sure. in that. Yeah. Um, you know, just like, you know, this is air quotes again, you know, just black liberation mm-hmm. idea, you know? Mm-hmm. But but what made the music it's so enjoyable is that it has this Afrobeat rhythm to it that just feels propulsive you know you feel like you're i know it's energizing in in this unique way where you like want to get up and actually dance right yeah um i, I will that, say you know, at least from like, my i was gonna say at least from from my perspective i, I can definitely see what you're saying because it wasn't like i i liked the production and i would i kind of agree with it being like a little bit darker i would say i was doing more like 
head nod head banging as opposed to like getting the urge to dance is when i usually like listen to music with afro beat rhythms to it so i definitely feel where you're coming from where it's like it's definitely a different like vibe it's like that underlying rhythm is there but it's like hitting a different type of nerve than it normally would right and i think i think at least one of the more uh well-known Fela Kuti or Afrobeat sounds in regards to Tony Allen, you think of like guitars and horns, right? Whereas right. this one is like stripped small of most synths. of those elements. Yeah, yeah. small It's a very, I was going to say, it's a very drummer's focused album in the sense that the thing that carries it is that drum groove. Everything else is very supplementary and mm. it's the features that are carrying the songs on top of that groove. If they're not there, the song loses a lot of that value because it's just very, they're just like blank canvases. Like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna give you this and you do something with this kind of. That's, it's funny that you say that because I, as I was listening to this album and as I was thinking about it, I feel like Tony Allen could make 14 tracks of the same groove and it would still work, which is the crazy part. And like that groove is so, I don't know, feel good for lack of a better term. It's such a like a great, yeah, it's such a great pocket that like, Anybody can do anything with it and make it its own thing, despite the fact that, yeah. you know, on their backbone, they all sound the same because they all come from that particular rhythm. Um, yeah, it's very much like a, yo, I've got the the kind of the foundation. I have the, the, the root of the thing. Now it's 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 yours to do whatever. But this is, you know, as we've all kind of been mentioning, it's a very per, uh, or a particularly cohesive album as well. And, you know, when you think of a posthumous album, you know, it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so yeah, passed, we got to scrap together. Right. Yeah. The, it, and so. I think it was the fact that pretty much all of the grooves from what I read were that everything was pretty much done except for the people actually, the, the features getting, contributing to the work. So having that there, I think, is the most uh, is the most helpful thing. And you already are had at least somebody who had hands-on from the first time it was working on it with both Vincents that was able to make that transition after he passed to work with the artist a lot easier. Cause you know, that consistency helps. Cause I think oftentimes, like you said, posthumous stuff, you, you might not have the same person that worked on the original when they actually come back and actually release that album. So you had hands that were with the project the entire time. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. <laughs> The funny thing, just really quickly, the funny thing, I feel like half the rappers in this album were like, yo, Tony made the beat and let me do whatever with it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay, for sure. That's what I was kind of like getting from it too. Because I, I, I went in this, I went into this album like completely blind and I was not expecting all the features and everything on there. Like there's uh, Z Loopers and Danny Brown, uh, Skepta's on there. There's like a few rappers, like few, like, uh, to me, lesser-known rappers, I've just never heard of them. So just, uh, I guess, artists I'm not familiar with is the better like uh, way tsunami? of saying that. Like Tsunami has a great, great track. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I was tsunami, just like, but... it was like one of those things I was like, oh, like, oh, this is just like, I guess, artists that sound good on these beats and they're just kind of like on these beats. Like, I, I thought there was going to be like a more of a like a like point to them being on there, but they just sound good on the production and that was it which is fine. I just thought it was going to be something else. Yeah, like on a on a more contemporary side, it's almost as if like you know, you 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 there's a particular beat maker like a, a Metro Boomin, right? Like when mm -hmm. Metro Boomin makes an album, it's like 
everybody he knows pulling up like yo yeah yeah, yeah. or dj khaled right like he's curating the album with all of right. these people right mm-hmm. but so yeah, was that the type least, of i'm that's the type of vibe i got from it yeah this this one you know just a credit to the cohesiveness feels like it's way more intentional about these particular artists oh yeah for sure and like yeah they all work despite yeah, they don't they, they don't sound out of place like it, importantly selected like yeah. i want these people exactly yeah no yeah substitutes yeah yeah even though like and the subject matter is like whatever like like right. you said it's everything is like makes sense it's crazy to think some of these features that we're saying like these are very lesser known people like that's pretty plugged in of tony allen and his people to know some of these people i would never in a million years ever expect some features with tony allen here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah and i think to uh touch on a few points that you guys uh mentioned earlier especially of the darker tone like the overall topical texture of the record it feels well like the outside of the fact that it simply came out during a dark time and also talks about um the particularly um the the height of kind of anti-black violence that occurred last year as well this album sounds angrier and darker and warmer because if you've ever listened to older Tony Allen records like Rejoice it is like a complete tonal shift it doesn't really take him out of his wheelhouse however it's night and day like for one it sounds brighter it's faster oh Rejoice I'm saying um it it's uh it it just has more of a higher fidelity to it. This record sounds warmer, like it's all been processed through like an analog tape machine. So everything sounds kind of subdued to a uh, to a certain degree, but it's not to its detriment. Like I think it it gives a, a an endearing tone. It's almost like watching a horror movie with like the dark the colder color filter over it you know what i mean or watching something that's a little bit more of a uh um emotionally intense uh and the color just kind of adds to the experience um but yeah that's what yeah jay did you listen to rejoice before you listen to this okay so it's worth noting that rejoice is a collaborative album between tony allen and the late hugh masakela right yeah yeah Right. So like you've got two like you've got an Afrobeat Titan and a jazz Titan coming together making this you know Afrobeat yeah. jazz mm-hmm. collaborative mm-hmm. album Afro yeah, Did you whatever even it's say, jazz you, but like Right. I I think my sentiment also carries over in like <clears throat> the Film of Life record. Oh um, yeah, that's the last one I I kind of listened to. Yeah. yeah. Like that also shares uh, the same similarities um, that I echo on Rejoice, where it just sounds brighter. It's not. I don't want to say happier. Like I, it, 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 it is definitely of a uh, of a of a tone that speaks to um, black plight. Um, but this one sounds more celebratory, whereas he, where uh, in terms of film of life, whereas this record. Uh, there is no end. Um, sounds uh, almost dystopic, you know. 
Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. Just and going through film of life really quickly while you were talking. Like, I think it's just like I'm kind of beating the dead horse here, but the 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 that cadence just lends it so well lends itself so well to movement and like propulsion. And with a lot of the stuff that we see on there is no end, these feel more tailored toward the the collaborators that they were given to as opposed to just like kind of like a jam session, right? Like if you listen to the film of life, some of these songs just feel like people in the room just like letting it rip or doing whatever they're doing. This one's like we're making a song featuring this person let's get it, you know, let's make it happen. Or like having, like getting the, like getting an, an executive producer to say like, this is the overall theme of the album, the feel yeah. of the album. And it seems like, yeah, Tony came very intentionally. It's also funny too that you say that, Jay, because with this being the first, I don't know if only, but the first posthumous release from Tony Allen, it feels like you want that album to be celebratory, but it's not. It right, because really it, it wasn't his intention. It's not like somebody else said, "Hey, he had a bunch of stuff. Let's manipulate it into this." It was he already had something. Let's just finish that, and then let let everything fall where it may. Right, yeah, right. yeah. It's and it's uh, cool. Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. I feel like I'm no. I, honestly, um, yeah. I think it's I almost say? poetic <laughs> in the sense Facts, that yeah, it's and not. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this celebratory album. The album's title is There Is No End. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to always be this grand thing that, oh, they pass us. It's, you know what? Here's more music. Just let the music speak for itself, kind of. Yeah. yeah. This is what I was going to say. I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of um, the collaborative effort that this album clearly exudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he's sharing the songs with a lot of guests and it sounds like tony allen is conforming his sound to meet his guest halfway um and it also sounds like his guests are doing the same thing in respect to tony allen um and there's there's grace it could easily come off sloppily and I say this often about collaborative efforts, big collaborative efforts. Um, but this record kind of reminds me of um, Gorilla's Sound Machine, but mm. way more cohesive and yeah. way yeah. more yeah. Um, unilateral. Whereas Song Machine was like everywhere in isolated instances where this is this operates in the wheelhouse that it's supposed to operate in and it does it well it's funny you say that because the last time i think collectively we heard from tony allen was, was from on the yeah, yeah, yeah. the gorillas yeah, album the yeah gorillas and record, damon yeah. that was the skeptic track too wasn't that yep 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 mm-hmm. so they collaborated you know once before Pretty, so they were comfortable right. um uh-huh. shout out to damon albarn who's just always just kind of like <laughs> tweaking yeah. and playing with shit like he's all over the place too um but yeah yeah it's i'm glad you brought that up because i i wanted to bring that up as well um, um and yeah like i also enjoyed the the features on here a lot um just like yeah. you said facts like these are lesser known people but they sound so well interwoven into mm-hmm. what's happening they all sound mad comfortable and relaxed yeah and inspired 
and self-realized like i love one in a million where she fucking floats man she she just goes off and she just makes it look effortless i also love how smooth oh yeah i love that song yeah and i also love how smooth and subdued crush grapes is um and just how ethereal and dark it sounds and it really puts you in a place yeah Um, it's so weird like this like that's a great example of what this whole album sounds like but like you think of Tony Allen, you're not thinking of some like moody ass hip hop song. This sounds yeah, like the Griselda it feels song. Like moody hip hop. It yeah, sounds like Griselda like, song. You said, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, exactly. sounds like a Griselda track. Is, I was that's like, what I was thinking. Being it's really boom bap. Yeah, it's him just being a fucking savant of music and saying like, yes. just, listen, like you only need X Y Z for it to come out like this. Like I don't need to do anything more than what I exactly I need to do. This, the groove in that song is like, there's no snare. You got one snap, like one hi-hat and one kick. And the, the song's great. It's just minimalist uh, tactics at its finest, it feels like. It's so weird looking at this cover and then listening to some of these songs and this dude is like beaming on the cover. And he this smiles. Yeah, there there is no end. <laughs> yeah. We're all gonna die. <laughs> I really... I I I want to listen to more Koreatown Oddity, but on the features that I've I've heard Koreatown Yo. Oddity on, he Yo, always kills it. Slaps, Rich Black is yeah. probably my favorite song on this album. I was Rich I was gonna Black say, slaps. like, pretty much that whole first half is like extremely my shit, especially when it gets around that middle part, like like Mau Mau, oh, Kunta Kinte, Rich yeah. Black, One in a Million. Those are like consistently like i i like after giving it like the uh, initial listen through i was going back to that section more and yeah. i really like the second song stumbling down with a uh, sample the great i like that song a lot Sampa, too yeah. samples yeah samples when yeah. that that so that's like the of course that's the intro that's the first leg to the record that's an introduction it mm. it slapped me in the face i was just yeah. like i wasn't expecting this mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. i was expecting like Fela reincarnate you know what i yeah. mean and then i mean first of all like i thought it was cool because when fax agreed to listen to the record he was just like oh it's got all these features on it like bet it's it's a rap like we definitely yeah. have to listen to it and i've i felt the same way going into it i was just like this could either be really good or really bad or really you bad. know what i mean just yeah awful, that was my worry you know too what I mean? and like Pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. There are a couple of long songs on here too. And also like Yeah. The Danny Brown one. That's like it's like that's the one where I'm like, this is an like a collaboration that like they worked on this to make this together thing. Cause like right. cause like that's a weird pocket. Danny's like leaning into the weird Danny pocket. Danny loves like, the what pockets he just i don't know what he's doing sometimes but it always works he just sits himself in like the strangest beats you know it's funny that's a song i didn't initially like when i heard it the first time and you know what jelani saying like agreeing with you on the first leg of the record like i really didn't like like i don't even know that album's good if you can listen to it on shuffle chair so to speak until rich black came on still fits the same and then the second honestly same uh, yeah second leg of the album does its thing too but 
going back, I do look fondly on that first leg leading up to the that song and one in a million for sure. Um, but even even like as a whole, you know, once I gave it a full run through, um, I think the placement of everything made me appreciate the record more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very well just because album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even think that since they all fit really tightly sonically. There is no wrong order, if that makes sense. Like if these yeah, were jumbled any other that. way, I don't think it would really affect my listening experience. Um, you know, I was also gonna mention how like there's there's so much more to this album than the listening experience. Um because it simply like it represents more to me as a fan and as a person of color um tony allen being born in uh british ruled nigeria ultimately witnessing its emancipation after um joining fela kuti's band shortly thereafter it was a a remarkable time because his initial footings in music were contrived during civil rights right. and at the height of anti-black violence, which ultimately shaped his music to be what it became, um, right. you know, a testament to the rage and the anger of uh, black plight. Um, and, you know, when I think of protest music, I think of Fela and I think of Tony Allen as trail trailblazers in that context. Um, it's a humbling experience, but of course... I'm saddened by his passing, especially being that it happened during COVID. Um, it's jarring because I I think of I think of of MF Doom's passing, and how mm. all of us were at arms linked, ready to mourn as a community. Yeah. Um, but all things considered, we had to mourn MF Doom's passing in solitude, and. Tony Allen's passing kind of represents a similar sentiment in the sense that he would have been someone that we mourn together. Like I can hear him being played at like barbecues or like social functions um, where we all get mad loose and celebratory to his work while recognizing like what he's done for the culture. Like it, this album, while it doesn't feel like a posthumous record, it feels like a record that's like just another leg in his discography mm-hmm. um to some capacity feels like he's kind of like passing the baton to like that's what it feels someone like, yeah. else to carry on the legacy uh because he really is doing something that is pioneering in the world of afrobeat and hip-hop and col- collaboration as a whole um so yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's it just means yeah yeah it's really it's tough to lose somebody of that caliber in the way that they started off one way and just knew that they loved music to expand and keep expanding as they went on the kind of music that they wanted to make if you look at the start of his career and this this album you see the lineage but you're also like how did this how did this get here but to show that you know what he was just like i'm just gonna keep pushing my own boundaries what else can i do yeah. yeah. Favorite records? 
Uh, uh yeah, I gotta agree with that. Rich Black. I like Gang on Holiday a lot too. Really? Mm. I yeah, can probably I do away a, with Gang on. I feel like that's like a little heavy. Um, I I feel you. Cosmosis. I just like hearing Skepta all the time. Yo, you know what's crazy? I could like I could do without. Like I'm not yeah, saying he doesn't fit on there, yeah. but like he's not doing so much where I'm like, yeah, Skepta. He's just yeah. like course dude, he got it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And then exactly. uh Stumbling yeah. Down. I think that's a that's a very strong start to the album too. Oh yeah. Shout out Sampa. I can literally do with every song except Gang on Holiday, probably. It just sounds a little too monotone for me. But I appreciate the ambition. Like I feel that way about my own. I feel like Marlo, it take I don't know. I feel like there's a melody there that Marlo like sits underneath that he doesn't quite hit. And it's a little long, I think. If that song was a little shorter, I think I'd be groovy with it, but um I do like the song. It's just like at some point I'm like, can you switch up your your I don't know, switch up something, the melody or something. You singing the same thing over and over but and yeah deer in headlights also kind of uh grew it grew on me like i at first i was just like uh he doesn't sound like but you know it reminds me of like danny brown in uh like old danny brown and like i mean that by the record like the the, danny brown oh or oh old old like that yeah he doesn't have that headspace that he was in when he made that rasp not raspiness like the high pitchedness in his voice he's just like rapping rapping right yeah he's just rap rapping and it like it's it it sounds good because he also kind of does it when he's doing the chorus but it's yeah but it works there because of the effects and how it's like spaced out it does work it's yeah um jay did you have any favorite tracks Oh, I mean, well, I, I mentioned it earlier, that whole middle half, like, fucking uh, Mau Mau, Kunta Kinte, Rich Black, One in a Million, like, that whole section, back to back to back, like, all side for me. Um, yeah, the, really that first leg of the album up to, like, up until, like, Gang on Holiday is, like, extremely my jam. Like, it just, it was really great. Uh, ratings. Do you want to go first? <laughs> so you usually start this off. All right. Um, I'm gonna give this a three four. I like it. I don't know why it's not higher. I just, it's just one of those things that I don't know if it could. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's really good. It's it's great. I just don't know why I can't. For some reason, three four just feels right. <laughs> I think also I just want to touch on something. I think it's also important to understand that like, and this is something for the listeners too. Obviously, music listening is a subjective experience. There are things that are just beyond words. You know, sometimes it's like you love it just because it really res- it sits well with your spirit. And then there are others that you know it's good, but it doesn't sit well with your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So, who else? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, I, I'm going to give it a 3.7. Same. I'll say. You know, I'll give it the same as facts. I'll give it a 3.4. I was going to go a little bit lower, but it, it is a good album. Damn. I, I, was, not, I, I was I was almost I was curious to see what Jelani hits cuz like cuz you also Jelani's have to consider like what Jelani's well, Jelani scores. Jelani scores also pertain to how often he'll go back and listen to it. 
That's true. And I'm really big on replay value. So whether it's an amazing album, so, yeah. So hold this shit with your chest, bro. Say this shit with your chest. If, if it's yeah, but like, no, 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 no. It it wasn't. Ain't nobody like, gonna hate you. <laughs> come outside. We ain't gonna jump you. Except <laughs> me. Nah. Please don't come outside. Nah, I'm gonna make the burner account so just blow your shit. <laughs> nah, nah. It's I definitely made of this shit. It's definitely a three point four for me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, bet. Huh? Is okay, bet. Um. So that was a quarter note. Um, what else are we listening to? Brand new boom, 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 boom. Uh, Benny the Butcher 38 special, Trust the Sopranos, oh. new album. Ooh, right, I thought you were about to right. say Mac Homme. I, like, I like my gun. Right. Oh, the Mac, Mac Homme, too. Forgot about that. Mac Homme drops. I listen to those. Yeah, yeah, pray for Haiti. That new Executive oh, single, by, uh, Shit Got Old, Got Sick. New father, new father single. Oh, I did not know. Single. Yeah, I gotta listen to that. Ooh, Ooh. Y'all little single, yeah. Right yeah, we got we got to put this in a list so I can actually remember to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been listening to this uh this the debut from Audrey Nuna. Crazy, I've been so hyped for her her debut too. So she uh she 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 did the thing, man. I mean, it's got like her singles that she's had out for a while. Uh, those two being Comic Sans and Damn Right, but like, it's complete, bro. Like, this is, yeah, yeah. So that, um, I've been listening to uh, Black to the Future by the Sons of Comet, like, in pieces. I think if you want to go down, you know what's funny? Every time I finish this album <clears throat> on title, that would be one of the songs from that album would be the next to play. So if you want to, like, stay in the same sort of musical space, um, Black to the Future by Sons of Comet is a is a good move. And there's one other album that I was listening. Oh, I listened to Sensational by Erica De Cassier. And I just dig her vibe. It's like reminiscent of like 90s R&B, but like on like the low, like I want to say like low key experimental side. It's not like weird in any way, but it's like, you know, like the R&B rhythms just play with like these really weird, like antiquated sounds and like kind of like the european sounds too so like it's yeah it's i don't know like it like strikes a chord between like sade um uh maybe like a little like tlc so so yeah that's it for me oh big big drop um i haven't really been listening too much uh yeah, trust the Sopranos. I uh, I just dipped my feet in. Um, honestly, I've just been listening to the homies. I just uh, copped Momentum by Nothing New, and that shit goes. Oh yeah, crazy. bro, I love that, that pocket. Yes, crazy. <laughs> Give um, us also, more. Also, Give overthinking more. by uh, Juice that? Box. Overthinking, overthinking. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah yes. Juice. Also goes off in that record at, in proper juice fashion. Um, there, I feel like there was probably something else I was listening to. I can't even remember off the top of my head right now. But um, uh, oh, I this is a little old. Um, but I was mm. I just started listening to Odd Cure by Odyssey. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That that came out last year during the pandemic, like in the middle of it. Yeah. Exactly. Listening to it was really something. Listening to it, it was, with f- 
fret brand new eyes yeah. after the fact. Yeah. Just it, it really captures the fear and the pandemonium that was going on during that time and how important it was to just check on your peoples. And in the record he has conversations with his family members and close friends and so on and so forth. And it's just really genuine. Like you you just hear him just genuinely like like are you good? You need any money? Like, you know what I mean? Are you wearing the mask? Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's wild yeah. because you it takes you to a place in your own life where it's just like I was doing the same stuff with my people. It's just like how you been hold like how you been making out in the craziness, like are you okay? How's your family? You know what I mean? And it's um it was just good music to listen to. Uh and I imagine hearing it at the time that it came out, having a completely different um taken understanding on that record, but listening to it yeah. now is was uh really something. But yeah. uh yeah. it feels very much like feet on the ground as it's uh, happening. Like when yeah. it came out, you're like, Yeah, like I, I I feel you. That's exactly what I did, that's exactly how I feel. Now after the fact I feel like it still feels the same way, but it's more like that's something we all did at that point. Right. When it happened. Okay. Uh I've been listening to a lot of uh Master P. I don't know why I had. Ooh, wow. I swear, that's crazy. I, so I, I was explaining this to my mom actually because I was talking about it with her the other day. I get into these moods where I like to dive into certain people's catalogs or like regional sounds and try to figure out like why that sound is the way it is or why it's popular or like who are the originators of that. Like a couple months ago, I was listening to a lot of like three six mafia and like horrorcore and like trying to just like understand like why that shit was so important so like recently i was just like you know what i know i like master p i know i'm familiar with like his singles but i never really dove into his disc- discography like that so i just added a few like sp- like spotify playlists i totally get why those no limit niggas was out here bro it is they're so weird and they have the craziest pockets and the beats are freaking insane every single artist on no limit sounds so unique we need to start bringing up mia x's name a lot more when we talk about great female mcs because every single time she's on a song i'm like this is the best person this whole thing bro like legit like i remember when i was younger and i first heard heard silk the shocker and i was like how the hell is this nigga famous how like he's not (laughs) rapping on beat all this extra shit now that i'm like 10 15 years removed and kind of like having low-key yeah like having that low-key off-kilter flow when you're finding a different type of pocket and like riding it i fully get it now you know what i mean so yeah, like totally i've been listening to od like master p and no limit and uh totally. and that's just been my shit um yeah, also welcome. this la uh duo um called paris texas they came out with an album called boy anonymous it's like if baby keem had a punk band Wow! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. I've been seeing that they're like they've been doing heavy promotion on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, been, yeah. I've been. What's it called? Paris, Texas. Yeah, that's the name of the band, and the album's called Boy Anonymous. Who? 
did Emily put you on to that? I feel like that's something no. I so I saw their music <laughs> video. No, nah, I saw their music video on in my recommended on YouTube, and I just decided to click on it one day, and I was like, "This has been in my watch later for like a week and a half now. Let me just see what it is." And I was like, "Oh, I should have just listened to this forever ago." Um, so good. Also, this other collective called Barely Legal. Um, I don't know where they're based out of, but uh, they came out. This album came out a couple months ago. Uh, Barely Legal Volume One, I think that's the name of it. It's I, I think it's fire. It's just like there's like a few different collectives, like young do collectives that like AG Club and yeah, Barely AG Club, AG Club, Barely uh, Barely Legal, like a few different like people, uh, f- different groups that are making like music and like rapping, and I've been like into it lately. Um, so yeah, because I mean I don't feel like listening to Brockhampton, so. I listen to other people <laughs> rap. Well. Listen to that enough. Yeah. So you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, then a whole bunch of singles and random stuff. I got my my little cousin putting me onto all the real hood underground random ass like soulful Brooklyn drill that's coming out of New York. Like I don't even know these niggas' names, bro. It's just it's just hella people. He just he's just like, yo, Jay, go into my SoundCloud, go through all my likes, see what I'm listening to, like. <laughs> I I'd be digging deep, but the nigga that keeps me young and I know what's about to be the next wave is my little cousin Aries because he listens to like everything, like yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening, y'all. That was a quarter note. Um, find us on Instagram at the underscore quarter note tell us what you think i'm jay cass i'm jelani carter there is no andre dowdy that was super existential <laughs> and uh, i guess i'm just back to mercury after that <laughs> peace and prosperity r.i.p tony allen